Hi guys, so welcome back to another episode of the Black Create Connect podcast where we speak with a range of different black professionals, um, industry leaders, creatives, entrepreneurs and today we have Charlie Jai. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she's a presenter as well. So I feel under pressure and judged right now, but it's okay. <laughs> and um, she's an events host and also a young people coach as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for the intro. It was lovely. Oh, no worries. <laughs> no worries. I'm fine. I'm glad that we finally got to connect because I know yeah. we connected. It's weird Some how Some time like, ago. Yeah. It's weird how life comes in like a full circle because I met you last year, I believe, when I was at Engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. we spoke briefly, yeah. and we managed to reconnect again. Yeah, and that was all online actually. Yeah, so sometimes the power of the online space is actually quite positive. Yeah, so this yeah, is the yeah. first time meeting in person. Yeah, but we've had that connection going online. online which yeah, is nice. yeah, yeah. I mean, you have like so much going on. I saw like the list of <laughs> radio stations that you've worked Thank at. You. You're doing TV stuff, like you said in Malta. You've got so much going on. Yeah, you've got a blog. Yeah, you're just bossing it Thank and queening it right now Thanks. and I I guess one of the key things that I like to do with every single guest is kind yeah. of go through their journey mm-hmm. their story mm-hmm. how they became who they are today and sure. talk honestly about challenges yeah. and everything yeah so let's wheel it back a little bit okay back 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 <laughs> to the start I guess your your upbringing your influences like yeah what was your general kind of upbringing like were you brought up here yeah so I was I was born and raised in London in the East End actually okay um and school days were kind of okay I mean everybody has sort of like nightmare stories from school like sometimes you know no shade to anyone but sometimes I wonder it, it, it was that real because my experience of going to some of the schools that some people reference was completely different. Really? But having said that, I think that the way in which myself, my brother, my sister, there's three of us, mum raised us, single parent. Mm. The way she raised us, she raised us to be quite soft and also robust, if that makes sense. Mm. So where there was a lot of, I went to St. Angeles, for example, secondary mm. school, Forest Gate, East London, and it was quite rough and there was a lot going on. Mm. But I think if you were someone who was able to just navigate your way through whereby your studies was your focus, mm. you were honest with, with your parents at home about what might be going on in the school, and you sort of just stayed away from the drama, mm. you were cool. Mm. So sometimes even me, when I hear stories that happened apparently like, in school when I was there, yeah, I'm like, yeah. huh? Did that actually <laughs> did happen? Like, what what were you guys doing that I wasn't, yeah. wasn't doing? Yeah. So I had... In all honesty, I had a fairly good upbringing. I think okay. the normal stuff that people go through where you bicker with your siblings yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm telling mum, you get on my nerves and yeah, I'm stomping yeah. up the stairs <laughs> or whatever. You know, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was one of them and I would say that I was a rebel. When I look back now as an adult, though, I change the word rebel and say, I'm just a fixer. Yeah, you're like, I'm someone. Well. Yeah, I'm someone who, I, I'm not here for injustice. I could really dislike you. Like, really, really dislike you, don't want anything to do with you. Everything about you could make my skin crawl. But I'm telling you now, if you've got a problem and I realise that it's entirely unjust, I'm going to try and help you. I'll go back to really? disliking you at the end of it. Yeah, I'm just, I just don't like anything that is 
a deliberate injustice, whether that's to yeah. do with housing or it's to do with my industry yeah. or it's to do with you're walking down the street and someone just wants to start with you. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I can't be around yeah. and just, boy, let me just keep away from that. So where does that come from? Do you think that's from your... That's from my mum, for your sure. Your mum. My mum is 100% like that. She, I don't think, you know, as we get older, maybe you've seen it as well, you know, you kind of, I don't know if calm down is the right term, but you just pick your battles. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm in my 40s now and I, I haven't learned that yet. I <laughs> Crazy to think about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Could you give me a chance for me? Okay. Yeah, I'm literally like, I mean, don't get twisted. I don't, you know, I don't get myself in trouble. Yeah. But if I know my stuff, like I said, and someone's in trouble yeah. and I feel like I can help, then I'm going to help. Um, and I think that that's why I do the work that I do. You know, I sometimes say that I fell into presenting accidentally because mm, I did. Mm, because mm. all I was doing, I was in a situation where I was helping someone else out. And then really? someone said, you've got a really nice voice. You could do well on radio. You could do this, you could do that. And I was like, yo, I've got no decorum though. I don't swear. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm a real talker. Yeah, and not yeah, everyone's yeah. here for the real talk that I've got to talk. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. one of these people that's preaching, keep it 100. And then I don't. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people can't handle it. So yeah. I was like, I don't know that that's for radio. Yeah. 11 years later, it turns out that it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to get on to you and your presenting career yeah. and everything because you've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah. But I wanted to know, when you was growing up, uh -huh. what is it that you gravitated towards being? Like, what did you want to do? What What did your mum say you must go and do? Because I know we all got told to be a doctor um, and lawyer. Do you know what? I feel like I've been so blessed with my mum. We've had our, you know, ups and downs, or I should say I've had my ups and downs and projected that onto my mum. Don't really know where that came from. Maybe mm. I was just a rebellious teen, I don't know. Mm. But my mum is so chill about everything. I specifically remember, I talk about this a lot, age 14, um, in school we had some sort of PSHE lesson, whatever it's called now, I don't know. But they were talking about relationships and all this kind of madness. And I remember thinking at age 14, I don't think I want to get married and have children. Literally, really? I was 14 and I was thinking that after this lesson. That's and I actually, my school was in Forest Gate. We lived in Canning Town. Mm. And I remember not even getting the bus that day. I was so, I don't know if I was troubled, but I, like you said, I'm curious. And my mind mm. was doing a lot. Mm. So I couldn't get on the bus with, with my friends. I was like, I'm going to walk home. They were like, we'll walk with you. I was like, no, I'm going to walk on my own. I did the walk home. And I remember coming through the front door, walking straight into the kitchen and just saying, mum, can I tell you something? She was like, yeah, what? I said, I don't think I want to get married. I have children. And I, was, I wasn't I was scared, but I was a little bit like, I don't know what she's going to say because, mm. you know. And she went, that's fine. If that's, if that's not what you want to do, that's fine. Literally from that day, I learned I can tell my mum anything, say anything with mm. any emotion. If mm. I need telling off, she'll tell me off. Mm. But she's not going to stop me from just being who I want to be and expressing mm. however I feel. Mm. So that's the, the train I went on. And I've mm. just carried that energy ever since. You know, I didn't mm. want to go to uni. She was cool with it. But my mum's thing is, if you don't want to do what would essentially be the plan A, you've got, to, plan tell B. Me what, yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, to come yeah. at me with the plan B. So yeah. for example, when I said to her, you know, once school is done or college is done, I'm not going to uni. She was like, well, what are you going to do? Because if you don't have a mm. plan B, you are going to go to uni. So mm. my plan was, I'm going to go and work. I'll do whatever job. And in that job, I'll learn whatever I've got to learn. Then I'll move to the next. And again, I've done that my whole life. And you've just kind of been figuring it yeah. out. So so you didn't really have an idea as to what you want to do. You kind no, of just... I just knew flowing. that I love to learn. I like to help people. I've got a little bit of the gift of the gab. Mm -mm. So I'll find my way. And my mum was very encouraging of that. She was very mm. encouraging of, you don't have to have it figured out Chaz. Mm, like it's cool mm, mm. go where you feel you need to go do mm. what you've got to do mm. you'll find your ways mm. when I tell you I've done a lot of things at one point I was signed as a singer songwriter my friend <laughs> 
I was what? about 15. Mum and I travelled so far. Wait, 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 wait. Literally. Wait, at 15 years old, you were signed? Literally, yeah. To who? And I to, don't remember the name of the label, which is why I never really talk about it. It's so vague. But Mum and I travelled really far. Some producer who'd worked with um, Mariah Carey uh, was really, really interested. And I went into some booths. I laid down these vocals and literally contract was there. But then again, on the way home, I said what? to my mum, I don't think I want to do it. And again, I was quite nervous because I think we've travelled so far. Mum spent money, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, she said, it's fine. You've had that experience. Yeah. If that's not what you want to do, yeah, cool, yeah. what's next? So Honestly, I've been that kid. Really? Yeah, man. At one point, I was playing instruments. I was playing the bassoon. People were like, what is the bassoon? <laughs> playing piano. But do you know what I love about this? It sounds like your mum encouraged you to just try. 100%. Like, just go 100%. for it. Try. If you don't like it, it's cool. 100%. And she's still like that to this day. Really? Yeah. See, the thing is, I feel like... A l- Maybe not, I can't talk for every single black person, yeah. but for my upbringing, I remember if I wanted to do something, I had mm-hmm. to pitch about a year before I do it. Wow. First of all, that's my reasoning. But then if I started doing it and I didn't like it, I felt scared to drop it. Really? Yeah, I felt scared. And when I did drop it, I used to get a cussing about it Ooh. as well. Yeah. But that but that was a pattern. So I, I, I've i always been, it's weird, I've always been, um, I guess, sentimented on knowing what I'm doing mm. like this is probably the most free-flowing I've been in my life right now but I've always been sentimented on that yeah. but what do you think I guess the difference would be if your mum was very like you need to have a plan Charlie you need to know exactly what you're doing um and you know there's no going with the flow if you're gonna do this you've got to stick to this what difference do you think it would have made knowing me the way I know myself and the fact that at my core I've never changed I probably would have found a way to leave home and just go and do it on my own. And if that meant never speaking to my mum again, then so be it. Yeah, they would have done that anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we are v- we're very, very similar. I remember, gro- you know when you're growing up and people are like, oh, you're so much like your mother. Like, <laughs> I used to be like, don't say that, don't like it. Now, I pride myself on having some of the qualities within me that my mum has or yeah, that, yeah. that she taught me and raised me because yeah. the kind of backbone I have or the, the strength I have, the resilience I have in my eyes is remarkable there's not yeah. really much that kind of why knocks me down and why am i like that yeah why would you say that your that your resilience is remarkable because it just doesn't ever waver there's so much i've been through a lot of stuff i'll probably take to my grave that's like a lot of people you just keep certain yeah, things to yeah. yourself but i don't ever feel like woe's me i don't i don't ever feel yeah. like i'm a victim or you know that happened and i got to cry about it and moan about it my thing is that happened to you right or wrong there's something to learn yeah. and you're still here brethren yeah, yeah, pick yourself yeah. up and crack on yeah, and yeah, i know yeah. it isn't easy for everyone yeah. there's something about a part of my upbringing that maybe i haven't even tapped into yet that yeah. makes me this way yeah. but i love it because yeah. when i see what other people go through whether i'm trying to support them or you know sometimes you see things on the news it's it's hard for me to to comprehend that people have stayed down as a result of stuff they've gone through. Really? They haven't been able to come back. Yeah, it frustrates me. I want to... Tell them to pick no, up. No, no, no. It's like, what's that? My mum says to me, you can't be everyone's superhero. Yeah. It, it frustrates me from that perspective. Not that it's happened. We're all yeah. human. We're not perfect. Yeah. But it saddens me sometimes when I, when I have to accept that not everybody has a hero in their life. No, like, not everybody... Don't has someone to pick them up and say, well, it's cool, don't worry, but you've got this, let's go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's been my main struggle in my life, knowing that I can't be that for everyone and accepting the situations where I can't be that for everyone. And that's, it's hard. So... It gets me most. I know, I know. <laughs> I, can, I can kind of see the passion and everything as well, yeah. like, when, like when speaking with you. And I guess that leads on to a lot of the youth work that, yeah. that you've been doing. Yeah. How long have you been doing youth work for? 
Wow. Um, since I was a youth myself, I think I was about uh, 16 and something happened in school and I was very rude to the teacher. And the teacher, I think they threatened me with calling my mum to the school. And I was like, really? Call my mum, brethren. Like, you should be afraid, not me. You're going to call my mum. You mom- are bold, <laughs> boy, because no, but, to call my mum. No, but the thing is, with, again, with my with, my mum's going to be like, you talk about me in every interview you do, girl, relax. But the thing with my mum is, is that she's a stern woman, right? Mm. She will tell you about yourself if you need to be told. Yeah. But at the same time, the first thing my mum's going to do when she comes down to school, which is what she did, was... What happened? She'll ask me, what happened? From your perspective, in terms of your experience with this situation, what happened? What did you do? Yeah. And then she'll ask the teacher. Nine times out of 10, I was being told off because I would storm out of a lesson because of something that I didn't agree with that was happening between a teacher and a student. Or, do you know what I mean? And there were some things. Mm. Our school was in the paper for said thing, so let's not go there. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, something happened. And I remember coming out of school and back then you had things like community links and mm. whatever else. I remember going to community links, going to Ark in the Park to let off steam. What, and what is that? So Ark in the Park years ago, like community links, was somewhere kids could go when your parents were at work or, I don't know, if you just, your parents couldn't afford to send you to play schemes and things. Right. These things were open for those kids to go. Right. You could play games, you could learn things. Yeah. You were uh, being taught how to communicate and interact with other young people, etc. Mm-hmm. So I remember going there just to let off some steam. Mm-hmm. It was a bit like a park as well you could play about. Mm. And then I just got involved with some of the activities that were going on. But I was one of the older kids helping out. Right. And I loved it. I loved the fact that I could help a young kid learn how to put together a sandcastle with this fake sand pit. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it might yeah. sound really silly, but that was me back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just progressed. By the time I was 24, 23, 24, I met a woman called um, Sarah. Sarah owns a company called Chain Reaction. I auditioned for a TIE project, which is theatre and education. So I was acting, singing and dancing my way through this educational piece for Mm. kids touring schools. Mm. And she kept me on. To this day, I still work with Chain Reaction. (laughs) So I do that. And then outside of that, I'm a freelancer, YP guidance coach. And, you know, people might be like, what's that? Essentially, what I do is I go into schools or certain spaces where young people are, for example, rich mix. They work with a group uh, under the direction of new creatives. They're all different ages. And I essentially help them to navigate their way through this 21st century life because it ain't easy. Really? And it's so different to when I was growing up in the 90s. Do you know what I mean? So instead of being a teacher that essentially has the job of saying, look, you will learn this because you have to take this exam. And I go in and I say, how are you feeling? let's do something with that (laughs) that's the session do you know what I mean and there's young people they're so bright they'll say Charlie look I feel like I'm supposed to know what I'm passionate about already I feel like I'm supposed to understand my purpose so I'll create a presentation or a workshop that is literally focused on passion and purpose how do you find out what that is Mm. do you know what I mean and then what do you do with it Mm. and I love it so how so how do you help people find out what their passion and purpose is or especially young people depending on the nature of of that particular group for example so for Um. example you can have young people that have some difficulties with learning or grasping so there's all that to factor in Mm. but essentially I do have this template it's very interactive very laid back and it is actually led by the young people without them realizing Mm. I simply ask the question a lot of the time to adults as well 
what do you enjoy? Mm. When you think about these words, passion, purpose, even networking, there's a pressure that comes with that that just kind of almost throws you off course. Yeah, yeah, because you yeah. start thinking, what is that? What does that mean? And how yeah. do I attach myself to exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. But actually, if you just sit with yourself and say, what do I like doing? Mm. You'll find out the things that you enjoy. Mm. The things that you enjoy tend to be what you're passionate about. Yeah, yeah. And so the things that you're passionate about, you can actually turn that into things that you then do for your job. Yeah. That becomes your purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. This And this, do you know what? It's crazy because in um, one of the episodes that I've done and I was talking about how people should find out what they need to do next. Yeah. That's what I go off. I go off writing down everything that you enjoy. Yeah. However, I've, so I've had one-to-one sessions with people before where we're trying to figure out what their next step is in mm. their career. And I ask people, what do you enjoy? And sometimes I've had people say that they enjoy doing things that they're not actually good at. Okay. Right? And the typical thing would be to say practice and get good yeah, at it. Yeah, but yeah. they're actually not, like, there's no viable way that they're great at what they mm-hmm, love. Mm-hmm. How would you kind of direct someone, that a young person that says, look, I, I want to, say, be able to do presenting. I want to be able to do acting or it might be some something else. Mm-hmm. How would you direct them to get them to be better or be good or maybe change their direction what what advice do you kind of give i mean first of all i'd be honest if you're doing something that you don't necessarily like you shouldn't be doing it Mm. if you're doing something that you like but you're not good at it you need to pursue every avenue that's going to enable you to become good at it Mm. whether that's free resources online or things that you have to save up and pay for to go and do um or sometimes you can create your own projects in your own work 100 percent. i mean it's so easy these days to go and create Vox Pops, for example. You know what I mean? Get your phone, get a little recorder, get a friend, go out into Stratford or wherever it is you live, your shopping centre, and just go and ask people a random question. But make sure that that question is relevant. So connect it to the times. Mm. It could be about this apocalypse we've all been through. Do you know what I mean? The pandemic, mm. whatever. Mm. But if you feel that you're not good at something, but you really enjoy it, mm. you have to just go and do it as mm. opposed to getting caught up with there's a right and there's a wrong way. Mm. I'm, I've been referred to as a broadcast journalist i've been an entertainment journalist for magazines yo you think i got a broadcast journalism or whatever whatever it's called degree i don't yeah do you know what i mean yeah. i put myself out there yeah. told someone i was passionate gave an example of my work mm. later i'm working for a more magazine i'm published in the name recorder i've got this award-winning blog do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, just and again, flows. it isn't easy to necessarily have that self-belief and that faith when you also feel that you're lacking. But at the end of the day, that's the only thing someone else can't give to you. You have mm. to push yourself to believe that I'm worthy and I got this. And everyone mm. is at the end of the day. I believe that anyway, 100%. You have an unbelievable, like, sense of confidence. Thank you. Like, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's really good. And okay. I think that it's... It's so rare because there's a lot of people, especially um, people that I kind of come across and speak to mm-hmm. that don't, that get knocked down like easily. Yeah. They don't believe in what they have. I'm even on a journey of trying to believe in whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing right. as well. So you have, you, it's like you've always had this. Yeah. Like, let's come for your mum. I, I, I love it. Yeah. Have you worked with um, any particular young person and you've kind of watched their journey and thought, do you know what? I'm so happy that I was able to contribute towards who they are today. Yeah. Have you have you seen yeah. that quite often? Quite, quite a number of young people. Um, I don't, I'm trying to... I, I think I can mention two in particular. I think they'll be all right with it. So there's a young... Well, she's not young anymore. She's a grown woman doing her thing and she's bossing it differently. She even inspires me now. But Simone Powderly. Okay. Um, she, a lot yeah. of people will know her. She's um, a model. She's worked with um, M&S, Next, Schwarzkopf. She's always doing big campaigns. She's uh-huh. on billboards around the uh-huh. place and shops and stuff. When I first met Simone, 
um, she wanted to be mentored by me and I can't even remember how we connected. I'm going to have to ask her. Um, and back then I wasn't really mentoring in the sense that I was out there and known as a mentor, mm. but with what I was doing, I was mentoring, mm. which is how later I became a YP guidance coach. So she was actually one of my first young people. And Simone was like a deer in headlights. How she, long ago was this, by the way? Oh, wow. Uh, 2000 and nine or 10 I don't know so long ago yeah I was I was I was very young she she was very young um and she was quite quiet and quite timid and you know I could see that she really wanted to push herself but just didn't know how now when I see Simone if you were to go and look at her Instagram you'd never think I'm talking about the same person my girl's wiling out she's more than me my friend really dancing every day and you know I mean she's doing things I don't think I'd ever go and do not because I'm afraid or because I lack the confidence but because I don't have it within me but this girl never had any of that within her not even any confidence how did how did you help her? A lot of talking to Simone. She has a particular um, personal story. Um, it's one of the reasons why she was so timid and, and shy and quiet and wasn't necessarily about putting herself in spaces where there were lots of people. Um, but I did a lot of talking and gave her a lot of reassurance and let her know that there's no way I will ever not believe in you. So if all you feel you need is that one person, well, here I am, let's go. What do you want to do? Let's go and do it. Um, so she would come for example she was like my assistant at one point she Mm. started coming with me to radio back then I was I think I started out yeah I started out in pirate Mm. so she was my assistant and she started to just up her confidence you know I'd be saying to her it's on you to go into that room and tell them what I'm gonna do so go and tell them she'd be like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh and then she'd just do it and she'd come back buzzing and it was everything to see this this, this little thing was such a big thing to her so now when I see her she probably gets annoyed because I think at least twice a week I say I'm proud of proud of you because I am do you know what I mean I'll never not be proud of Simone I want to see what she looks like now I'm curious Simone Simone Powderly she used to be known as hair as in like hair on her head because she's got loads of curly hair hair is Simba but um, yeah, Simone Powderly, big shout to her. Simone Powderly, yeah. shout you out. I'm looking for you on Instagram now because I like to um She's amazing. To visualize. She's very, very Aww. positive, very positive. She's wholesome. She's, she's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's everything. She's stunning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yeah. She's got a lo- lovely face. Yeah, yeah. She's a beautiful person as well. Oh, and that, that's, the, that's the amazing thing about someone like Simone is that she becomes even more deserving and worthy in your eyes because yeah. it's one of those things not only is she beautiful to look at and say you say oh yeah you're beautiful you're gorgeous her personality matches 100 that's incredible yeah she, she's a great person and then another young person is um, Alex Jarrett who's a who's an actress I look, met her well. <laughs> I think Alex was about eight when I when I met her and we did some some drama workshops over different like summer periods uh, one big one that we did was at the Excel Center with Ape Media and to see Alex go from a young kid that always knew what she wanted to do but kind of just needed again for people to say like we believe in you you got this to uh-huh. now, yeah, to now Aww. see her in, you know, movies on Netflix and all these kind of, I'm like, yo, Alex, you can teach me now. Do you know what I mean? Because you're inspiring me. You're motivating me to see her on stage recently and Chichester Festival. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. I love what anyone, whether they're young or, yeah. or older, but I love to work with young people who are, like I said, like a deer in headlights. <laughs> then they go on to do that. It's, it's everything. So my, so I've got a question. So these yeah. people have obviously become quite successful in what yeah. they're doing and they yeah. look like they're on the road to success, 100%. right? 
What do you think has really helped them? I know you've spoken to them and everything, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people struggle with the fact that they may not have the look or mm-hmm. the fact that they may not have connections or they may not be in the right room or the right spaces. Yeah. What do you think are some of the key components? Because I meet talented young, mm-hmm. especially black people, mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like there's a struggle to really yeah. excel, yeah. In, especially in creative, right? Yeah. What do you think are some of the key things they've done to really, you know, get to their position today? I think they've they've... Both Alex and Simone, I know for a fact, have really focused on what it is they wanted to do and Mm. taken the time to research, how can I get there? In the sense that what's missing that I could bring to that particular table that I know I can bring to the table. Do you know what I mean? So for example, some people who, let's say they might want to be an influencer, what they wrongly do is follow every other influencer. But if that influencer is already out there doing that, why do we need another one? Do you know what I mean? So. Alex and, and Simone have been really good at just finding where that gap is, mm-hmm. realising they can fill it, and then finding a way to fill it mm-hmm. themselves. Mm-hmm. I think one of the great things about, you know, everything that we have access to nowadays is that you can create your own content. You yeah, really can. Yeah. And there's no one telling you that you can't put it out there. Mm. It can reach so many people. And from that, anything can happen. Yeah. But it comes back down to the word that you mentioned earlier. You've got to have that confidence. Yeah. Um, and there's only so much someone can do mm. to give you a little bit of that confidence. Yeah. You have to really rock with it. Yeah. But, you know, it is tough because if you're feeling like, you don't have something oh I don't look the part or either that is tough to work with yeah. because in my opinion I mean, there isn't a part you know there isn't a part you don't you look like what you look like yourself and that's yeah. great yeah, you yeah. need to be looking like yourself yeah. if you're in a space where you feel like you're being made to feel like you don't look the part I would say that's not the space for you mm. you need to go find that space that is for you for your mm. look for mm. your style mm. for your energy click 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 100% click. 100% yeah Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah because yeah. I believe in vibe and energy like a lot of people talk about if you walk into a room and it feels a bit ooh I think you might need to do a (laughs) U-turn. Do you know what I mean? But if you walk into a room and it feels like, oh, come through, that's the room for you. Yeah. You do know. Instinctively, we do know. But I think sometimes we want to ignore that instinctive feeling we get because we're thinking, no, this is where I'm supposed to be because I want to be there. Mm. But then that's another question. Well, why do you want to be there? It's question after question. You've got to ask yourself those questions and be honest with yourself as well. But then is there, do you think there's like a thin line between being in a space and feeling uncomfortable and then having um, imposter syndrome and actually um, being in a good uncomfortable environment so that it can help you to grow and Mm -hmm. help you to really, um, you know, reach new levels of conversations or learn new things. Like, where do you find that balance? Because I understand when you feel a a vibe in a place, like, this isn't for me, but then there are some places that you're going to feel uncomfortable that you should be there Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So where would you say you find that, that, that balance? Gosh, for me personally, this might not even be helpful. So I apologise in advance. <laughs> I listen. There's plenty of spaces I've walked into, and I felt like, yeah, I don't think these people want me here, or really, I, yeah, or I feel like um, maybe I'm not good enough in terms of where everybody else in the room is at. But I literally just go, but but I'm here. So I might as well just do something. I might as well just try. God ain't sending me anywhere that I'm not supposed to be at the time that I'm there. That's my own belief for me. And also, it takes a lot to make someone like me feel uncomfortable or embarrassed anyway. So I will put myself out there. You know, by the time this podcast goes out, I would have hosted my first, um, can I I don't know what, how I can, it's basically, it's a boat party but it's quite a corporate event and all the rest okay. of it this boat is like moving and touring around or whatever and literally I ain't done that before 
I don't know what I'm doing, brethren. But what I do know is that I love meeting new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love talking to people. I love having a good time. And I love me some hosting. So I'm going to go and do it. What's the worst that can happen? That I flop. Yeah. What will happen from that flop? I'll learn something. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I can apply it to the next gig on a boat. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And again, I know it isn't easy for everybody. But if nothing else, I hope that people who listen to this take from it that it really is up to you. Yeah to not be afraid to just be you. And that's what yeah. it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, 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 Especially yeah. within our black and brown community. From yeah. our hair literally down to our toes. Yeah. We are constantly being told what we're supposed to look like, mm. how we're supposed to show up, and mm. then we'll get the opportunity. Yeah. Well, guess what? I've done all of it. Like I said, I'm in my th- 40s now. And I've played the corporate role and it hasn't worked. I've played this part, it hasn't worked. The second I started to show up as myself... Tick, 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 tick. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling that. Like, literally. I I, I feel that as well. I feel like it's so much energy pretending. Like, it's so much energy and it's not even worth it because someone's still not going to like that pretended version of yourself as well. Like, that's that's my freedom. Like, someone's... So, you might as well be yourself. You said that so perfectly. It is that, though. It is. You know, this whole fake it until you make it a lot of people faking it and never really gonna make it because if you've made it on the faking it and at some point you will actually just have to be yourself what do you think is gonna happen then yeah just be you yeah literally what's for you is gonna gonna find you do you know what I mean but I think you have to be you and you'll be better off for that yeah because keeping up a a pretense not only is it energy at some point because it's a lie Mm. at some point you're gonna trip up Mm. it's happened to all of us for whatever reason Mm. in whatever capacity we have told a lie Mm. And that lie has come back to bite you in your booty. Mm-hmm. So it's just, just be you, be honest. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whoever don't like you, don't like you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Crack on. I find as well there's um, beauty and transparency mm-hmm. or like and, and vulnerability as well. Um, I Especially people that I follow like online. Um, and I'm trying to get influence from that as well. But whenever I see people just post, I saw a post with a lady actually on LinkedIn this week and she... Um, she'd put an honest post out and right. I respected it. She was like, hey guys, just a bit about me. You know, I'm, I fluctuate in weight. I'm going through a divorce right now. Um, I've had two failed businesses. I've did, like, she just kind of went through the ups and the downs wow. in everything. And I'm like, this is really vulnerable mm. and I respect it as mm. well. And I found that whenever I've been vulnerable online as well, I've had the best responses. Yeah the best responses yeah. and I'm, I'm like people really connect with honesty yeah. and vulnerability and that's yeah. something that I think people need to do more of because we're because we're human yeah. we, we all go through life yeah. and no one's living this like fake fantasy yeah. dream but we all have you know emotions but I've, well we're at know. a stage now in the world where nobody can really hide from what is everyone's reality currently mm. um and so whilst there are some people that yeah they're wealthy and they're doing all right for themselves blah 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 for a lot of people that's not what's up yeah regardless of how people are showing up online that Mm. is not what's happening at home Mm. and i think another thing is that people are realizing that it's okay to quite literally not be okay yeah it really is we're human we're not perfect and sometimes we fall down and even if we can pick ourselves up sometimes we don't want to actually get up yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes, for example, I have days where I'm like, yo, this life thing is long. <laughs> it's long. 
I think I said that to my mum the other day. I was like, life is long, you know, bruv. I'm just going to sit down for a second and not do anything for a few days. Real talk. And I was on Netflix for three days. I think Amazon Prime came in there at one point. But for three days, I was in my yard, getting up, bathing, eating, watching it's Netflix and Amazon. I weren't doing nothing. Like I weren't really chatting to anyone. You yeah. know, because I just didn't have the mental, emotional, nor physical capacity yeah. to do more than yeah. that. Because I was exhausted. And that's, do you know what? That's actually okay. And I'm... I'm learning that as well because mm. I had I had a very lazy day yesterday. I was meant to see so many people yesterday and drop off this or whatever and it got to like five o'clock and I'm like, I haven't done anything. And um, I've, I think maybe a couple of months ago I would have felt so guilty, mm-hmm. but I was like, no. Mm. There's some days where, you, where you're working yeah. overtime, you know, where you're yeah. doing so much. It's okay to chill. I yeah. love that you did it for three days. Yeah, and it's a vicious cycle between, <laughs> you know, I often put things like this on my Instagram because... I, I really get annoyed when people post things like, you know, you've got to be on the grind 24-7 and if you're sleeping, you're missing out and all this FOMO stuff. I'm like, do you realise how unhealthy that is? Yeah. Do you realise how damaging it is to tell yeah. someone that you will not be successful unless you stay grinding 24-7? Are you yeah. mad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to recharge your batteries, yeah. Bridget. Yeah. And you need to do that in whichever way is right for you yeah. at that time. Yeah, yeah. So listen, if you want to stay up in your yard seven days, not bathe, not do nothing but... Just, <laughs> That's your business. That's your business. And guess what? That's okay. Sometimes it's necessary to just stay in your funky funk. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. You can sit and eat ice cream. Do whatever you want to do. It's no one's business. Yeah, yeah. Okay? As long as you're okay with you... That's all yeah. that matters. Yeah. It ain't about, oh, I saw online this, or everyone seems to be doing this. You have to remember, they seem to be doing. Yeah. They're probably not. And yeah. even if 100 people are doing that and you're yeah. the only one who isn't, so what? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you need right now. Give into it. It's okay. I feel it. I feel it. And it's. I, I think it's this message in particular is needed right now more than any other time yeah. in history because... We're living in a, in a society where we're constantly viewing other people's lives and other yeah. people's achievements and accomplishments. And we're seeing the highlights. Yeah. We're posting the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really hard to think, wow, this per- everyone's life is going perfectly. Yeah. And are they not going yeah. through, yeah. you know, this and whatever? I mean, I posted the other day that I've just gone through a redundancy. And I think that I had so many messages from people saying, oh my mm. God, I didn't know that's happening to you. Mm. And I was just like, do you know what? Um, I'm happy that I posted it so people know that my life ain't, things ain't not perfect yeah, things yeah. Go through, we go through ups and downs but I can still get on with things I can still try 100%. to you know make the best out yeah. of something and, that, and that's the message there making yeah. the best out of whatever your situation is yeah yeah but yeah people feeling like they've got to show up in a particular way it grates on me man yeah I remember when Instagram first came out and there was this whole thing of you know you can't be seen in the same outfit twice I deliberately posted pictures of me every day Sunday <laughs> I was wearing the same thing and I tagged Prime <laughs> Every day for seven days, I was wearing the same thing. What do yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what is this nonsense? Yeah. This is not how we're living in the real world. What, you're changing your pyjamas every night? I know you're not. I know you're not. So don't be posting Sometimes up. Sometimes I don't wear none of them. But this is what I'm saying. So don't be posting up on the gram with different PJs every day. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Can we yeah. just drop the facade for yeah. a second? Yeah, I The agree. thing is, people like to be able to relate to each other. So we need to remember that yeah. when we're posting or when we're looking at, we need to remember, we like to relate. Yeah, we like yeah. to have things in common. Yeah. So if I'm looking at your Instagram and it's constant Perfection. glamour, polish, but I'm like, yo, Alicia can miss me with all of this, you know? <laughs> and it ain't even a case of I'm going to mute her account, but just unfollow. Yeah. I can't relate to yeah, that. I want to yeah. relate to you. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, I want to see someone squeezing up a pimple. Oh gosh, look. Yeah. But you know, them things are just normal. And also as well, you can get a lot of joy from that. Yeah. Just because you can relate. Yeah. It's yeah. a happy space when everything's too 
too polished, it makes you feel uncomfortable. And that's when people start to doubt themselves. And that's not okay. Mm. Taking it back a little bit to your presenting career, how did you get into presenting? By accident, literally. So... Um, a good friend of mine who sadly passed away, um, DJ Joe Grime, he was a big supporter of mine. He was so into my blog. Mm. Um, he would always give me compliments about the way I was writing or any little achievement I had. And I did a job for a company called Tandy & Co once. They had um, an event called Steps to steps to broadcasting or steps to mute something like that and they had a really good panel Ramel mm. London who's a friend of mine was on there mm. Charlene White was on there brilliant mm. um broadcaster Charlene White and a, and a few other really really major players in the game if you will mm. and it was held at Mother London in uh, somewhere in in Bethnal Green mm. but I was booked as an event planner manager which is a job that I was doing back then how long ago was was back then that what year was yeah. this <laughs> I've done so much I'll be honest I've done so much a lot of the time I forget the years or I forget my age especially because it might sound silly but I've always felt like a sprightly 18 year old you know um I don't know and there's something about it online somewhere I honestly don't know what year that was okay I really don't know but yeah it was it was at Mother London and and like I said I was the event planner manager Miss Banks was on the lineup like the part of the part of the um really yeah there was two parts to the the event so people like Ramel and Charlene were like on a panel people were coming in and obviously asking questions how do they get into broadcasting blah blah Mm. blah and then the second part of it was the entertainment uh, evening, so there was meant to be a host. Mm. Well, this host just did not show up, and I'm the only one who knows how things are meant to run. Really, I know the order. I've got the the board in front of me, mm. so I'm like, boy, I, I just got to go. And you've never done thing. hosting before, nah, brethren. And I was like, I just got to go do this thing because my clients rely on me. She's running around and she's getting a bit stressed, and I don't want that. Obviously, no one else in the room knows what's going on. So what's the worst that can happen? That I don't know. I fluff words. I don't know. Yeah. But I went up there. I remember I had this, this red dress on. I'll never forget back then. Braids, a little black blazer. And I just got up on the stage and said something like, hey, everyone, it's time for the entertainment now. Are we ready? Let's go. Come on over. And it just flowed. And after that, I remember um, literally, uh, I didn't even know that Joe was there. And he said to me, you could do radio. It must have been... I feel I just get everything so wrong with these dates. Or was it the slam? Anyway, whatever. There's yeah. monologue slam. There's all different things. Yeah. He Basically, Joe came up to me and he said, you you definitely could do radio. You know, you've got a voice for radio. You could present live. You've just done it. And I remember saying to him, Joe, you know me very well. You know, like my tongue has no decorum. I don't swear, but I just say what I want to say. And if you're offended, check yourself because I haven't mentioned your name. You know what I mean? I'm one, I'm one of those. Yeah. But he believed in me. He thought it would work out. He was at Deja at the time, um, DJing for them, and he had his own show. And he said, "Let's do it. Pitch an idea to me. Pitch an idea for radio. I don't know. I don't know anything what about idea, radio. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I don't know anything. So basically, Joe said to me, just think about what you currently do, um, and try and package that. So literally, I went home. What do, what do I currently do? Well, I blog. What do I blog about? I blog about things to do with me because these are things that I want answers yeah. to or I want yeah. help with." Okay, let's do something that's literally Charlie. It's a real talk segment. I'm going to talk about things that are bothering me. If people can relate, cool, let's have a chat. Yeah. It, it went nuts. It literally what, what did. What radio station was this? That was Deja Vu. Okay. Um, and I know that, wait a minute, maybe it wasn't Maybe it wasn't steps to music in, or steps to broadcasting, you know, maybe it was Monologue Slam, because actually the year that I started, I remember this, the year that I started at Deja was 2012. 
I did some work and some training with Joe before that. So just towards the end of 2012, December, January 2013. Okay. Was my first show with Deja Vu. Why did that just come back to me? It must be something to do with you. <laughs> I went there. Do you, <laughs> do you know what? But to be fair, to be but, fair, I can I can work it out because one thing I did do which was good was I recorded, copied the shows or took the shows or whatever, and I've put them on my mix cloud. Right. But I do remember that we were in some sort of garage back then. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's pirate. So that was definitely 2013. But that's how I got into radio. And if I'm being completely honest with you, I never thought that I would take well to radio. I never really. Thought, yeah, I never thought that my voice would come across well I don't like my voice I've never liked my voice um you got a good voice thank you I just didn't I, just, I don't know I, I just I thought because I don't know anything about radio and I'd never thought about it before why is this going to work out but I guess because I had Joe with the confidence and the faith yeah and I felt like I got nothing to lose which is how I feel every day yeah I just thought cool again what's the worst that can happen I'll learn something yeah, yeah. but it just went wild really yeah people really enjoyed it the, the the tweets we used to get the messages to my own phone we had so many different segments and it just kept on going um and then i went on to other radio stations listeners followed me to those platforms they wanted the same sort of content they wanted me to keep the name of the show so i did um and it was a lot of fun but i'll be honest even up to this day i don't know what i'm doing in radio i just do it and people always say that's impossible no i've never had any training no one's taught me how to do radio. Really? Nah. Just, so, so you just flowed with it at the <laughs> I time? I just go in and I just do it. The most I'm taught is, like, let's say, the desk or the board. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's this button for, for X, it's this button for and Z. And that's it? Yeah. No one not, said, this is the flow, this is no. the other things you say. So how did you work it out? How did you learn? I, I, just, I just do it. I know that's not helpful, but I just go... I mean, I listen to a lot of radio. Maybe that helps. Maybe that did help, I yeah. listen to a lot of radio, but I don't necessarily listen to it to learn. I listen because I like it. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy listening to LBC. Um, depending like my on mum. My <laughs> uh, like, you know, the content on there, the things that you can learn, I just think is really yeah, yeah, yeah. insightful. LBC is good. Um, I love listening to One Extra, the vibe and the energy. These cats just... They who's just your, fa- who's your favourite host on One Extra? Yeah. And LBC as well, your favourites? LBC, I'm going to be honest, I don't have a favourite. All of them jar me every now and again. Okay. And then I really love them. So I'm just being honest. So I don't have a favourite. But with one extra, it's Remy Bergs, man. Remy Bergs with her show. I think it's every day, one, one to four. She calls herself the local energy provider. And that is what she is. Really? Remy Bergs is everything. Like, what, what is it about her? Is it her just, her the, soundtracks or her whole yeah, vibes? it's the music she plays. It's the flow that she has on air. It is the fact that she definitely gives you that energy boost. Mm. You know, you could be feeling really low or just, not even low, right? You could, you know when you wake up in the morning sometimes and you're like, oh, the day. Do you know what I mean? It's just that. It's just yeah, that little moment. Yeah, yeah. You, you listen to Remy and all of a sudden, yo, I've got this day, you know. Yeah. Like, let's go get That's it. amazing. Yeah, That's Re- incredible. Yeah, she's, she's brilliant. Um, Even the sound of her laugh, her banter. Yeah. Um, I remember when she was talking about, um, you know, things, the cost um, of living rising. And she started saying, inflation. After every sort of, for some reason, everyone was rocking with it, you know, because she reads out, obviously, the messages coming in. Even I messaged in and she read out my message because I was like, I don't ever message into any radio show. Not because I do radio, but because I'm just like, there's loads of people messaging and ain't no one going to be checking for my message. But on this particular day, the way this girl was making me laugh so much, she was boosting me with the energy. There was something that was going on with a friend and I was feeling quite down about it. Remy just gave me life that day. So I messaged in and she 
read it out. And I'm like, I hope that I come across that way on radio. Yeah, for people. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I always get nice feedback, but it's like, I want to be that for people that you're listening to my show and it's not about Charlie the presenter. It's about Charlie gives me the boost I need or she gives me that energy or she yeah. makes me feel like I can really attack this day. Man. Yeah. Like, that's what Remy does. So on one extra, she's definitely my fave. Um, but if she was to leave, wherever she goes, I'm following. Really? 100%. That's incredible. Yeah, Shout out Remy. I've never heard your show, but now I'm going to listen <laughs> yeah, because Remy you sold it to is, me. Yeah, Remy, I mean, listen, one extra, I can listen to it from 7am when Nadia J is on until, you know, when Snoochie's on late at night. But for me, it's it's Remy Bergs. I that, try not yeah. to miss her show. Like if I'm at home, she's on. Really? Yeah, 100%. It's crazy because I don't really listen to radio like that. I think because there's so much content babe come on around like there's a lot there's there's, there's so much content I'm like sometimes I'll sit at home in silence you know yeah and just silence (laughs) it's necessary but there's so much going on I think when you check out things across whatever platforms and and you really click with something you then make an effort to check it out yeah 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 obviously there's certain shows um on one extra like I said I can listen to one extra all day every day seven days a week but there's some shows I'll be like yeah I'm good thanks yeah (laughs) do you know what I mean what what is it is it just their tone that what they're speaking about it's just voices i'm someone that's like you know i sometimes joke and say that i've been single for so long because there's something about a man's voice man like i just annoys you i need to to be able to rock with your voice no matter the flavor do you understand if you're vexed i need to still like the sound of your voice if you're happy i need to still like the sound of your voice no voices yeah. are a massive FYI <laughs> like even even when you're speaking with people in, in work settings yeah. as well whether I tune off or tune on it depends on how you're speaking how cl- yeah. how just how you're coming across how convinced I am by whatever yeah. you're saying yeah. voices are massive yeah honestly I, I was on the Hinge app not so long ago I've locked that off now because these apps are long. But anyway, <laughs> I love the fact that they have this feature on there where you can record your voice now. Mm. Because as much as I don't like the sound of my own voice and so I didn't want to record, I love the fact that before even trying Match to connect him. with a dude, can I can hear his voice. voice. Now, yo, there's some of these guys, right? The profile is 100. Like the pictures, the you know, the teeth is nice. I can even see a picture of like your hands, feet, they're popping. Everything you're written is great. And then I hear the voice, Hey, so on. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm not. Nah. I can't knock it because that's your voice. It would be horrible of me to do that, but I can't rock with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. My voice is deeper yeah. than yours. Yeah, yeah, boy, ba. Yeah, or it's even one if it's a very, um, I guess they just don't say things in a sexy way. <laughs> I, I, I won't say what I don't like, but I love a voice that is even in a work setting that's just firm yeah. and sure. Yeah. Like you yeah, say what same. you mean, but you're also relatable, so you're not mm. too sh- not too yeah. square. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's there's there's, there's a like a, I like that kind of like rough but playful type yes. of voice. But uh, then I like that energy in people. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. For most of my life, people have got me wrong. They always think I'm really serious, and I'm like, are you mad? I'm the one that's running around South End Adventure Island while my I can friends see are crazy. While my, my <laughs> friends are talking about their bones are clicking. Yeah. My bones are clicking too, but I'm gonna run around South End Adventure Island. Let's have some fun. Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like whoever god willing i end up with like that dude has to have that energy you know whereas he knows to be serious when it when it calls for it but at the same time your voice has to match that. yeah 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 it's it's, it's, the entire, sound, it it's a part sound, of the package big yeah, part of the package yeah yeah yeah. i i can't yeah man. i like a barry white voice like i like Do deep, you? yeah i really like deep voices 
I don't know if I can listen to that all the time. Yeah. Barry White, it's nice for music. No, I really like it. That <laughs> deep, soft, almost velvety type of voice that yeah. almost can never really get mm. angry, kind of. Mm. I kind of like that voice. Mm. I feel you. I feel you. I think um, so. <laughs> this is so funny. This yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know Meanwhile, I'm, I'm still trying to remember my dates. I'm trying to get things right, like in terms of when I met no, Joe. No, it's fine. But yeah, it's fine. So what what kind of key things have you learned on radio for yourself? Oh, like wow. that you think that there's. I'm sure there's someone out there listening yeah. that wants to be a radio presenter. So um, what have you learned? I think having fun with radio is really important i feel like when i first started especially because i knew nothing mm. i hadn't had any training still don't have any training um i was trying to be what i thought a radio presenter is supposed to be if that makes sense mm. um and I, I actually i see a lot of young people do this where they think that what they're seeing on telly is just mm. what they're supposed to do mm. not realizing that there's different presenters for different things or different types of presenting requires a different style of presenting. You're not going to present or host a factual documentary in the same way you would host a kids TV show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that, good morning and welcome. And, and it's like, yeah, that's not, that's for, not everything. for everything. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think what a lot of the big wigs in the industry will say is, be yourself and when necessary, we will fine tune you for whatever this project is. Mm. So for me, that was a big lesson. Just mm. chill, just relax, charge, just be yourself. Mm. Everyone's telling you that they like your voice and your voice is working. Yeah. So just chat the way you normally chat and you'll get the necessary direction. Yeah. That was a big thing for me. Um, and the second thing was I used to speak so fast. I know I still speak quite quickly, but yeah. girl, I used to speak so fast that when I would listen back to myself, you don't I would know, say, what, don't know what you said. Listen, Charlie, I had this the other day <laughs> when I was trying to transcribe one of my podcast videos and even the transcriber couldn't understand what I was saying. Yeah. And me, I listened back, I said, let me just skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> let me just skip that because yeah. I understand. Like, it's sometimes been a big lesson for me and I still have it in my mind and I still practice and still work on it. And yeah. it was never nerves or anything. It's just, that was my voice. Yeah. So I had to learn to speak a lot slower. Mm. Um, obviously when you're on air versus when you're in person with somebody, there can sometimes be a delay that you're not aware of. Mm. So that's another reason why you'd need to slow down as well. You've got to give the listeners time to catch up, mm. but also you have to give the listeners time to digest. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which is why music is good or breaking things up with a joke or whatever it, it mm. might be. Mm. Um, and then I've also learned that mistakes are great. They really are. Um, I was recently at Flex FM um, mm. and what I want to big up Flex FM because they were really good with me. They gave me the freedom to do whatever I wanted to do with my show. And every now and again, I'll get a message from Sam, someone like um, Sam, uh, DJ Sam Beach. Are you coming back? And it's really nice to know that they really liked what I did there. They like me and they want me back. Like, I have yeah. to big them up for that. There's been times in my life where I'm like, people, no, like no one in this room likes me, but I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So it's nice to actually be in a space where I'm welcomed and I'm, and I'm wanted. But um, another another lesson um, for me is that it's really okay to also just not know what you're doing and to say that, you know, mm. depending on what you're doing within radio. Mm. For example, I don't know how it works at LBC. You know, maybe you're not allowed to do things like that, but where you're given that freedom mm. to be comfortable, be comfortable. Yeah. Because it comes back again to people being able to relate. They'll yeah. stay where they feel that they can relate to you. Yeah. You know, none of my listeners felt like I was some 
famous person on this station that's out of reach. Yeah. They would message me and I'd message them back. Yeah. They would chat to me and I'd chat back to them live on air. Yeah. They were loving it. Yeah, yeah. And it was a moment for me because I was like, yo, me just being vulnerable mm. and saying that everything's shut down mm. and I can't yeah, even yeah, play yeah. you any music. Yeah. They were loving that. And they were with me and they had me and they were supporting me. And somehow I found my way back, got the system working. But that moment was was huge for me. It's like, rad, they want less some, of something that's structured. Yeah. And something just a little Real bit Real and live. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, ov- overall, you know, going with the flow that presents itself to you mm-hmm. is always going to be a win-win. So as a black woman, mm-hmm. or even as a woman, mm-hmm. or as Charlie, right, yeah. in, your, in the industry you're in... yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face? Because we want to talk about challenges. This is where the real talk's going to come out. I was dreading go- this question. We're, we're okay. going to talk about challenges. Disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> All right. I do not mean to offend anyone with anything I'm going to say. I'm not about to mention names. If you feel targeted or triggered, I beg, do the necessary work to deal. Okay, let's go. I have to, I have to say that. Um... My industry is shocking, and probably everyone can say it about their industry. My industry is shocking, and it's shocking because it's very clicky. And it's one of them ones where if you're not somehow brought into the click, see you later. It literally is one of them ones. What do you mean by that? So you and I are talking today. Let's Mm. say this is the beginning of an amazing friendship. Mm. But let's say uh, someone from... Uh, a mainstream platform decides to give you an opportunity mm. and you're running with it as you should mm. you're getting more opportunities come through yada 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 you and I are friends apparently we know each other mm. you know what I can do mm. there is room to bring me in mm. why aren't you bringing me in mm. and to some people it sounds rude because some people mm. say but your friend shouldn't have to bring you in I disagree brethren, mm. because what is friendship about at the end of the day mm. friendship is not just having your back when you're down yeah friendship yeah. is bringing you in when you see the door is open and two yeah. people can walk through it yeah 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 but what you've done is said yeah child we still friends and I'm gonna show you everything I'm doing like I'm showing everyone else it's all on the ground but here's me and my click now yeah, the yeah. same click that neither one of us yeah. could get into yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. It's really bizarre for me when I'm of the, of the opposite nature. Like, there's things that I've gone and done. Mm. And even if I don't see that the door is open, I ask, yeah. is it possible for me to bring... Yeah. Is it possible for so-and-so yeah, yeah. to shadow? Is it yeah. possible for... Yeah, same. I'm and I don't well. know if it's because some people feel like there's something to lose or... I don't know. I don't like the word threatened, but I don't know another word right now. But if they feel threatened by having other talents, I don't know what it is. I'm like, there really is room for everyone and the clicks need to stop. That needs to break mm. up because it does, to some degree, make you feel like you're never going to get that particular opportunity to show what you can do. That, I might add, is different and can bring some flavour to the table for everybody. Do you know mm. what I mean? Mm. But what's happening, in, in, in my opinion, in my industry is the same old is being produced time and time again because the same old is being used time and time again. Mm. You know, we have shows, for example, where we've got... What shows have we got? Like X Factor, Britain's Got Talent. Majority of the time, it's singers, songwriters. Yay, big up them. Where's the programmes? There's only ever been one. I can't even remember the name of it. Mm. Where we're trying to find the next big presenter. Where we're yeah. trying to find the next big podcaster. Yeah. Where, where we're trying to find the next big uh, director. Yeah. Where are those shows? Yeah. Now, side note, because I don't even know if I would do it. It's reality, <laughs> <laughs> it's reality TV. But 
where are they? Yeah. Because these clicks, you know, it gets to a certain point where the doors are just closed for years. You'll mm. be watching or listening to X, Y, Z, doing whatever. And you're like, come on, man. And it's not about you thinking or feeling you can do it better. You can just do it and bring something else to the table. Mm. People know of you. They know you're, you're out there. They know what you can do and what you want to do. Mm. They see you posting saying, yo, anyone know of any? It's just tumbleweed rolling. But then in their next story or their next post, they're showing this opportunity that it's crazy. That they could have spoken yeah, it's to you very, about. It's, it's very, very clicky and it's very difficult to kind of get in there. But what mm. I will say is really interesting because when you do get in there, in my experience, because someone might have had a different experience, I've never found that anyone's been fake. <laughs> so, you know, for me, it's like a major, because that's what you're expecting. Yeah. It's not been like that. If there's any click or any circle that yeah. I've felt alienated from that I've later then got into everyone's so cool so it's, it's just cra- it's bizarre to me but yeah. it's very very clicky yeah yeah do you know what i've always said this as well i think i've had um who have i asked this i've had another artist on here i can't remember who it is that i asked and they had an opposite view they felt like you should work for where you need to be and you shouldn't use connections and you shouldn't use all of that. But I'm of your opinion as well. I think that if you are in a position, I don't even have to be your friend. If I know you and I think that you're good for something, I'm going to bring you into it because it's going to benefit you and whoever else that I'm bringing in. I don't understand why people don't. I agree with that statement though. So here's the thing for me and maybe I should have clarified you should definitely 100,000% work to where you want to be. Mm. You should be working every day to get where you want to be. So with that said, when those who know what you're working towards, when those people see you, you know, you're grafting. Like I said, I've been out here a minute, right? And I've done very well. I look after myself, manage myself. Like I've never had no manager or whatever. And I'm out here doing what I'm doing. Mm. I'm proud of that. Mm. But my point is, if I started when I was in my teens and I'm now 42... And I'm still getting that question. How comes we're not seeing you on TV? Or how comes... Well, it's not from a lack of me trying. Yeah. It's because the, the part two ain't yeah. happening. So yeah. I can graft and I can do the work. Yeah. But there's always going to be someone who does know me or knows of me that can bring me in that is choosing not to for whatever reason. And that's, mm. the, that's the issue. Do you know what I mean? We're all... Mm. We're, okay, we're not all. But let's say a lot of people are grafting. They are putting the work yeah, in. I yeah, see yeah. some real talents out there, man. Yeah. And I'm the same. I'm like, yeah, why in their industry yeah. is so-and-so not saying look do you know what I mean it's, yeah. it's heartbreaking sometimes because yeah. these people are really working yeah. so once they've put in the work well then then what it is about someone else saying here's an open door how did everyone else get in yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. I, I, I agree with that statement as well you have to do the work you can't sit at home twiddling your thumbs saying yeah. yo can you give me an uh-uh. opportunity yeah. you've got to go out there and show what you what you can do what you're about what you're willing to do do you know what I mean you've got to show your credentials mm. but I do think that and there will be people who are on the other side of this that listen and say, uh-uh, I don't think so. They're likely to be the people that can give you that opportunity. I'd love to ask them, mm. why don't you? Is it that yeah. your hands are tied or is it that... And I, I, you know, I don't mean it as a disrespect. I think it's a conversation that people shy away from, but yeah. I would like to have that convo. Yeah. Why do you not bring people, bring people in? in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, especially within our community. Mm-hmm. We all talk about coming together when it's Black History Month. Let's be real. We come together to sell to each other during mm. Black History Month. Yeah. Outside of that, we're the community that stays disconnected. Why? We're competing with each other. Why? The, the crazy thing is, 
people, I want everyone to understand is that there's power and there's more opportunities in tribes and communities. 100%. There's much more you can do yeah. in a collective. Even if someone does exactly what I do, we can partner up, we can yeah. do things together, we can yeah. sell ourselves together too you know yeah. quote unquote yeah. the corporate companies yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. I, it doesn't have to just be me one yeah. we can share the bag so 100%. I I, I don't understand it myself to be honest mm. with you what do you think some of the reasons are because I've tried to understand because I know people in different situations that similar to you yeah. haven't done and I haven't been in the game as long as you so I, so I don't know really what opportunities are destined yeah. or that I'm missing yeah. out on but what do you think some of the reasons are apart from jealousy potentially or feeling threatened or saying there's not enough room what do you think some of the reasons are that people don't bring you I think for some people genuinely their hands are tied okay um, I don't think it's always as simple as someone's working at a particular radio station and now they can say oh but, and what about Charlie yeah. it's not always that simple yeah. um, I think some of the other reasons are personal and you'd never know them I don't always think it's about jealousy or someone feeling threatened. While it can be, yeah. I don't always always think it's that. I think sometimes that there are personal reasons that mm. you will probably never get to know about. Yeah. Like someone could have an issue with you and all oh, now you don't know. And later on when you find out the issue, it's, it's, it's something so silly that doesn't even involve you and they never knew. But you've both lost all that time oh, yeah. because nobody would have a chat about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many people who think they don't like me and I love saying that because how can you not like someone you don't know? How can you not like someone you've never spoken to? Yeah. Well, you just look at someone and decide you don't like them. Based on what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's that as well. There's assumptions. People make assumptions about what they think you are or what you represent based on I don't know what. Because sometimes you're, this whole branding thing that people talk about, let's say you're using your social media to project what it is you're about. Sometimes people take it wrong. And again, instead mm. of asking a question, they make an assumption, they run with it. Mm. But you'll never, you'll never know. Mm. Um, and you can't fight assumptions with assumptions. Sometimes mm. you just have to make peace with, this is my bag, let me just crack on. Mm. Do you know mm. what I mean? Um, but big shout to the people who do bring people in. And an even bigger shout to the people that are just struggling with, with bringing people in for whatever reason. It's like, let's let it go. Things are changing mm. and we can make better changes, especially within our community. Yeah. If we just drop the facades, let go of the hang-ups and start coming together and working together. Yeah. Our community is amazing. And I don't say it just because I'm a black person. It's what I know. It's what I've seen. Like, we're yeah. amazing people. We we're so talented. It's like there's nothing we can't do. Like literally mm. everything. When you look at our history as well, it's so rich and so strong. Yeah. So why in the 21st century with so much available to us, so many ways that we can be connected, do we remain so disconnected? Yeah. I don't get it. I think another reason that I don't think you've mentioned yet is feeling embarrassed for... The person you're bringing in so if for example it might be a thing where you're used to a certain crowd a certain clique mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and promoting certain people then you promote this person and no one knows yeah and you might feel a bit embarrassed yeah. that yeah. oh i'm promoting this person or yeah. i'm bringing in this person and they're not used to all of this yeah you might th and that's mm -hmm. that's what i i genuinely think some people feel yeah as maybe well. maybe i think also sometimes as well you know i mean we could be here for ages talking about this. i know there, so, there, was, there are so many factors age is a factor yeah. I remember um, I won't name the person because actually he's so lovely and he's very big in the game everybody does know who he is mm. um, but he wanted to give me this opportunity it was quite big and we were doing auditions back and forth back and forth um, screen tests and voice tests all these kind of other little things 
And the final day, as in like the final day of doing the castings and stuff, the auditions, where he would essentially then make the decision. He was like, oh, um, I realise I've not um, asked how old you are, 20. And I was like, let's try 39, which is the age I was at the time. He was like, you're not 39. So I, I am. I mean, I've got my idea if you want to see it. He's like, right, okay. And that, his whole demeanour changed. And I knew wow. that that was it. Whereas prior to him knowing my age, I knew for sure I was getting the gig. Wow. Do you understand? So I, I think for some people as well... It's, it's ageist. Yeah, it, it is. But again, because oh, this is a tricky one. I know people get a bit funny about it. But at the end of the day, think about things you watch on telly mm-hmm. where you feel like you would want someone just a little bit more youthful. Like we have to be honest. Ageist is, you know, ageism is not cool. But there are times where it does apply. Yeah, but if he was going to give you the role anyway and he didn't know your age, then that wasn't a factor. That's, that's on him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't say anything about yeah. that in terms of, but I knew it was to do with my age. We have since had a conversation quite recently, actually, and it was all apologies and stuff. And I was like, mate, I'm not someone who holds anything against anyone. Yeah. I didn't agree with it, but yeah. you did what you did for whatever reasons. Yeah. Let's let it go. It just yeah. wasn't meant to be. Yeah. But of course it does stick with you sometimes. Um, I, you know, I don't give a lolly about my age. It is what it is. Yeah. I'm big 42 next month. I'm loving it. I'm loving life. Let's go. Um, but it is a shame that sometimes in certain parts of the industry or within certain circles, age becomes a thing yeah i remember one of my young people saying you probably won't go to like this festival because you know i was like because what you know what well a lot of young people a lot of, a lot of young people are gonna be there right i don't understand <laughs> like i genuinely was like i, I don't understand no, honestly these people are so, so, crazy. so, so, so what, did, what do you lot do at festivals that people my age can't do because of our age yeah yeah literally he was there for time thinking about it uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like I'm, I'm a jump up and down same same way as you. I'm a sing like I'm coming to this. Where is this thing? <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, let's go. As you get older, you, ha- you, you know think. you have to be able to take a lot of these things with a pinch of salt. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you just yeah. won't get back up and do anything. I love to laugh, and I'm yeah. okay to laugh at myself. Yeah, you know I'm okay to have other people laugh at me. I don't business, but it is a shame that sometimes my age goes against me because there's a lot of the times where I can pull something out of the bag better and quicker than someone younger than me. Mm. It's been proven. <laughs> but the so, thing is, you can though. Like, you like, you. I, I never think it's too late for anyone to nah, really 100%. get to like a peak in their career. 100%. There's still room. Look at, for example, I don't know how old this person is, but I think that they've peaked in during their older years, which is Judy Love. Yeah. I think yeah, she yeah. she's she's not old obviously like no, but but she's but, but she's an older lady yeah. and she's looks like so young though. Yeah she looks young and um, but she's peaked I guess at an older stage yeah. in her life and she's doing yeah. amazingly yeah, well so I never is. think it's too yeah, late. Yeah. You know there's and Judy's always lovely like that's she's another one like her energy is everything Beautiful. and I feel like she could present anything, host anything yeah. like I love her. Yeah like she could be on the red carpet or whatever it is. This and I think that that's what we should be thinking about and that's what we should be going for nowadays yeah, yeah, like yeah. when we're thinking about who we want to work with or connect with on whatever project it should be about not just who has the skills and the credentials but in terms of the energy and the vibe yeah, what we yeah. know we want overall for that particular project yeah who can bring it regardless yeah. of age who can bring it yeah and like you said judy love is someone that i'd be like yeah boy book her yeah she could be 70 but she come with that vibe and that yeah energy. it's all good it's judy, all right. judy love like <laughs> I agree with that. But, you know, for some people, especially older school people within the industry, it's yeah. not always the case. You know what I mean? Are there any other challenges that you've kind of noticed that are more attached to 
anything else? Because you mentioned obviously your age, mm. people that you know. Is there any other challenges that you think people should expect potentially getting into like TV or radio? Anything at all? I think you should expect that things will always shock you, but but don't respond negatively to that, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So, you know, for example, I don't know, your first time with auto cue can be daunting, man. Like, you know, your brain works the way it works. You speak in a pattern that is just the way you speak. You've got this auto cue in front of you that's going at a particular speed, something in your ear, that, that, like it's all going on. And the first time can be a bit like, whoa on, you're, on you're, live tv yeah like you're you know you're overwhelmed or even if it even if it is like going to be a pre-record thing but still for some reason they want you to, to to do the these things can shock you because it's the first time you're doing, you're doing it. it yeah but be good to yourself just yeah. just just relax and be honest with the people that you're working with i remember um what was this project i was working with a girl who's become a friend of mine sophie was we on a course i don't know whatever it was we were doing some auto cue and there was, there was words in there. And I was like, in my head, I'm going, what is this word that I'm about to, to read? And I'm laughing to myself in my head and trying to make sure that it doesn't come out. Because yeah. a lot of the time, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, it just shows on my face. Yeah. And I, you know, the, the things recorded. Like, yeah. you know, and it's something, um, it's a competition. And it was something like, something portico. And they wanted me to say it with, so I'm oh. talking in my normal voice and then I have to go, whatever, whatever, portico. And honestly, when it came around to it, I just burst out laughing. <laughs> I didn't even get the word. Yeah, I didn't even get the word out. No, it wasn't live. It was it was a pre-record, okay. but they set it up like it was going to be a right. live thing. You you know you were learning, and the sweat was coming down because of the lights and stuff. And I was like, "What is life right about now, bruv?" But I just kind of stood there and just waited. I don't know to be told off or. And literally the director just laughed, the camera guy laughed. Like oh, everyone just started nice. laughing and was like, it's fine. Let's tidy Charlie up and let's go for a take yeah. two. And I was like, guys, I need some time, man. What is that word? <laughs> and it was portico. But the whole time I'm looking at it, I think because the accent had to be attached to it, I was a little bit like, portico. what is this? Yeah, what I can't is this? <laughs> portico. Portico. So yeah, every, everything's going to shock your system for, yeah. for the first time. But you got this. Yeah. And I know you got this, even though I don't know you, because look at where you are. Yeah. If you're in a position where you're about to get your first big opportunity, you're supposed to be there. Yeah. You're deserving. You're worthy. You got this. Mm. It's just going to be a little bit daunting because it's the first time. Yeah. Like with anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. I feel like there's going to be loads of people after this um, episode that want to reach out to you for like just a, just a little bit of vibes <laughs> and motivation. Are you, are you still doing radio now? So I'm off air at the moment. Okay. Um, and I've not even said why, why I've been off oh. air. But so... I moved into a new um, place. Um, it yeah. is a council property, but there was a lot of stuff going on with the previous property that I was at. I've yeah. learned so much in my 15 years of living in London Borough of Barking and Dagenham. And I'm, I'm going to put this out there and bold. If anybody is living in a council property and there's something going on that is just not right, I beg you holla because I might be able to help you. Cause really? I've, yeah, because I've done a lot for myself in, in a positive way. Um, I use what I know about the housing law um, and I've, I've moved into a new place. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to learn a lot more on my own and do a lot more on my own. So now I can upcycle. I've learned how to do DIY. I fixed my own front door. Bruv, there's a lot. <laughs> so I needed to take time off for that. But also, I'm someone who battles anxiety and it can be quite bad. And every mm -hmm. now and again, I'll have a major panic attack. Mm -hmm. And what I never told radio was that every single week, for some reason, I was having really bad panic attacks. Really? And I was going to talk about it at one point on radio. 
And I started off by letting everyone know that every week when I've been coming in, I need to go and drop a package in the toilet, bruv. Like, that's what's going on. And, like, and that's anxiety. I was, yeah, I was saying it live on air. <laughs> but, but, but the thing is, that show is still out there if anyone wants to listen to it. But the thing is, that this was new to me. Like, yeah. I've, I've battled anxiety since I was 14. I'm like, what is this, bruv? Like, yeah. And you know what I mean? I wasn't eating before I go to radio because I can't do radio on a heavy stomach. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, so what, what's going on? And then I feel like I'm completely empty. Anyway... I was having bad panic attacks. Like my body was going into shock and I didn't even know. And I'm thinking, but why? I love radio. I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm having, I still have um, sessions with my therapist. Been seeing her for a very long time. Yeah. And we're working our way through it. But it was funny, but I needed to take time off. And at the time as well, as much as I'm someone who's very good at articulating themselves, you best believe I didn't know how to word it. So yeah. I was just like, guys, I can't even remember what I said in the email, but I think it was something like, for personal reasons, I can't necessarily explain right now. I need to kind of like be off um, radio. And they were quite sad. Like I said, you already, um, and they still want me to come back. I might return. I don't know. Mm. But I was at Flex FM for a year and loving it. Yeah. loving it like I did my first live radio listening party I've never done that before I didn't really? even know it could be done I was like let's just try this thing and it worked what is We've- that so people <laughs> just come, come to the radio and you yeah just- so a, a listening party in, in the music industry is where an artist will invite some people usually big wigs etc mm. to come and listen to their like EP you know uh, in a bid to be signed or whatever it might be and I thought why can't we do something like that on radio We've, I'm bringing all these I don't really interview people that are known I like to interview unknown people people with a story to tell, normal people who want an opportunity to be heard. Like, come my way, I'm here mm-hmm. for it. So we did a listening party with my friend, actually, Eve Yasmin. And I remember saying to her, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. But I'm the radio host. You're a singer. How wrong can this go? Like, let's just just sing your, your music. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It went really well. And people loved it. Mm. I was like, cool. What other artists can we do this with? So then we had um, an artist called Rife Life come on. He did his entire EP. Oh, wow. Then we did a Christmas special live um, listening party with three artists. I was getting bold. Like, I was pushing myself. I was like, come on, child. What else can you do? That went really well. So, God willing, whenever I t- return to radio, uh, whichever platform, I'm hoping that that's something that I can continue to do at least mm. every month or every other month. That would be wicked. Yeah, man, because singer-songwriters, yeah. they, need, they need these spots. They, they need it's the not, exposure, It's not enough yeah. sometimes on, on the gram yeah. to hope that however many thousands are following you will... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas radio is just a little bit different. different. You get that live lounge feel. You know, they can create whatever content, even make a video for themselves of that of that song of that whole experience mm, mm, mm. I just love it man and it's like a free concert for me yeah. I'm, just, you know I mean? I'm just there being saying, like I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I yeah I love it Ra- radio a, a big secret with me I suppose about radio only only my best friends know is that I wouldn't say that I enjoy radio. I enjoy what I'm able to do for others through radio. Because mm. radio is a lot, man. When you're mm. producing the show yourself, you're curating the music yourself, mm-hmm. you're doing the research yourself, mm. putting the format, the structure together. Yes, yeah, You're doing all the promo, you're interacting with everyone, you're booking the guests. And- May. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Yeah. I'm not just rocking up, pushing a button and talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I love what I'm able to do for others through radio. Like, you're someone happily, I'd be like, yeah, come on, man. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to... Yeah, like... Okay. And I know that we'd have a good time. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? The energies are aligned. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I love what I'm able to do through it, but I don't necessarily enjoy radio. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, just big up radio and they said, actually, don't like it. It's not, it's not well for me, love. 
you know it's not going well but maybe it is because for all of these years like I said I've I've been my own producer and I don't know what I'm doing no one's taught me how to be a producer I'm just doing it do you know what I mean just figuring it out yeah and sometimes I do want the pressure to be off like someone else do all that and let me just turn up push the button and talk no I I feel you I feel you you. and I've been doing it for all of these years Does, does radio power pay well I've been curious about this my whole staff announcement <laughs> can we bring in the tissues the violins and the rest uh, no for a very long time um, unless you are incredibly blessed with a mainstream opportunity very early on mm. you will actually be paying to do radio that's how it really? works 100% so and this is I might get in trouble for this but I don't business because it's it's a it's a big secret I, within the industry I didn't know this yeah you when you first start out in radio uh, depending on what station it is what platform etc etc you might be introduced to something called subs and that basically means that you are paying whatever amount they set every week or every fortnight or every month to be on the station but pause for a minute because some people would think that that's like yo I ain't paying to be on no when you first start out in my opinion change your perspective look at it as an investment because when you start out in radio you have to imagine that no one knows who you are. Yeah. No one really knows what you can and cannot do, what yeah. you're going to bring to the table. And there is a lot that goes into radio. From yeah. the premises to the equipment to the license fee, if there's one, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of money going into it. And I, I do believe that it that it isn't always possible for a station to just pay you. Yeah. I, I do believe that with some stations. Yeah. So when you start out, you can expect to have to pay some money to be on the station. Yeah. Um, like ship clubs. I didn't know that about ship clubs. Either. Like, you like, pay to, yeah, you like, pay to literally, trip. literally, <laughs> um, and it could be anything from five pound a week to three hundred pound a month that you, you know, really? you're paying to be to be on radio, and then God willing, you you get better, you you go up the ladder, so to speak, you get a mainstream opportunity, and, and then, then whoever paid. Bob is, he becomes your uncle, and you get some moolah. Do you know what? It's good that you confirmed this because I remember years ago, probably about seven years ago, um, a radio station, I won't say which one, reached out to me to to do a show, and then they said I have to pay, and I said you're scammers <laughs> scammers all of you get away and yeah, now you've confirmed no, that is that, yeah, that is yeah, actually yeah, true yeah. i mean I, you know my big thing i say it to everybody with regards to anything research yeah. if ever you're confused or you don't know do your research and don't shy away from reaching out to someone who's in like i'm someone that i ain't no big in the game but i'm also even if i was i'm not that person who shuns anyone yeah dm me and ask me i'll yeah. just tell you yeah like straight up 100 100 there's a way to dm me i'm not gonna lie like there's a way to email me some people will drop me an email yo i've got my new music coming out i beg you play it on your show okay. have you listened to my show do you know yeah. if your music is suited for Mushroom. and what happened to hello good morning charlie how are yeah, you yeah even if you don't care how i am you better ask <laughs> me because i'm just gonna delete that email wait how you mean i've just had the people just, just send me emails just with um a cv no subject no hi my name is no i'm looking for just a cv and i this think is what i'm saying what can i do with come this? correct you know what you know what you want to get from this person and chances are they know that you're only sliding in the dms yeah. to get something that's cool yeah, yeah but there is a way Approach. to go about it yeah, you know yeah, hey yeah. charlie how are you love yeah. the content on your instagram make sure you just look at something yeah so you, you can you know, love that last video you did like last week about something because then, you got, something. Me. then yeah. you got me do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. there's, there's enough personalization yeah. that's what i'm saying there's enough yeah. on my instagram you can, and then ask your question i was just wondering yeah i'm like oh cool babe here's the info yeah but you're not gonna slide in my dms and say hey charlie 
Charlie, um, just let me know. Da, 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 da. Delete. I won't even respond to it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I am. <laughs> I am chill. You can just DM me and ask me anything. And if I know the answer, I will, I will give just it Just don't forget the approach, guys, please. Don't, <laughs> come, don't come and embarrass me and say, hey, I heard you on Black Crate Connect and you're coming with rudeness. Literally. Come on. But if I don't know the answer, I can always direct someone somewhere. Because okay. I will do the research for someone sometimes. It, it, it depends. Yeah, it depends on what it is. But I love to learn. Aww, I'm just a bit, bit of a... What did they used to call it in school? And now apparently you can't say it. Boffin. I used uh, to be a bit of a boffin, a bit of a nerd. Just but I just love a book. I love to learn. I love a bit of research. That's good. That's how you grow and elevate yeah. and connect with different people. So that's, that's so, a yeah, vibe. If anyone's got any questions and they think I can help, then yeah. Holla. So on that note, I guess we're, we're going to wrap up and I want people to know where they can find you. Mm-hmm. And I want you to leave with your words, your interpretation, I like everyone to do this, of encouragement or confidence or whatever oh, wow. it is that's going to make someone feel like got some good vibes at the end yeah. of this podcast so where can they find you and leave us first of all good? i want to say because you at the beginning you were like pressure present <laughs> listen you you got this you, you smashed your way through it and probably the others you've smashed your way through what are you talking about come on um oh, second you. of all i love the fact that you didn't tell me what you were going to ask me so i had no idea <laughs> no what, one what, ever knows. i had no no idea but i love that that's how i do interviews so i, I love that energy um, Charlie Jai UK across social media. I say across Instagram is the best place to get me. C H A R L E Y J A I U K. Um, there's a link in my bio. I do encourage anyone who wants to reach out to me about something to look at that link. Not because I'm one of these people trying to rack up views on stuff, but because it gives you a good idea about who I am, what I've done, what I can possibly help you with instead of you wasting your time and mine. And also my blog, I mean, I don't blog anymore, but that blog is still there because people wanted it to be there. There's a lot of information on there from skincare to like real honest stuff to money saving tips or whatever. So that's something to look at as well. In terms of words of wisdom, it's always tricky when someone asks me this question because everybody's so different Mm. and everybody's needs therefore are so different Mm. and I know it's very cliche to say this but if you don't push yourself to have self-belief it's a wrap for you Mm. and that might sound horrible and harsh but that's what's up man Mm. there's only so much people can do for you there's only so many places people can take you you have to find a way to believe in your own source as Mm. the saying goes right you've got to know you're worthy you've Mm. got to know you're deserving Mm. you've got to know that that face that stares back at you in the mirror Mm. is the right face for you that face can get you in rooms Mm. do you know what I mean Mm. You've, you've got to have that confidence and and then doors will open. Then you can walk into these places proudly as you are, have whatever conversations, make whatever connections, and mm. then nurture those. But it starts with self-belief. So do what you've got to do within reason, because you mm. don't want to kill anybody and end up in jail. <laughs> but do what you need to do within reason to yeah. embody that self-belief, because it's everything. Believing in yourself is everything. Head to that's toe. Amazing. How you rock your hair, like the makeup, everything. Everything's it's you. That's you. Own and it. That's okay. Own that. Boss it. That's it. Do what you gotta do. That is. You heard that, guys. <laughs> you heard that, ladies, as well. Everyone heard that. Self belief. Thank 100%. you so much. No, thank you for having me. I loved it. Oh, it's been so nice hearing from you. You've got a beautiful energy as well. Thank you. And I think I'm leaving you on your forties. You're not in your forties. <laughs> She's trolling us, guys. She's 42. not in the forties. <laughs> Anything, but you know, we're number one. We're number one. Self-belief.
you so much, guys. And if you love this episode, share it with a friend. Um, follow Charlie, connect with us. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Black Great Connect podcast.